so editorial really calling attention to President Biden's a lot of the specifics of the administration, their shortcomings. I'll let you talk about that editorial that you have out right now. I wrote the op-ed because I was very concerned with a lot of economists as well as uh, the, the president's economic team and, and Jerome Powell and the Fed just talking about interest rates, interest rates, interest rates, how that's going to rein in uh, um, inflation. And, you know, that has worked in the past, quote-unquote, after, you know, Paul Volcker in the early 80s put us into a recession. And when it was used as a blunt instrument in the 90s, it, it took quite a while as well. And there are other factors that need to be taken into consideration that are very significant, such as, and I will call it a an assault on American energy by the Biden administration and the, the uh the House and Senate Democrats. I mean, we're crushing our domestic energy. We have two million barrels a day less than we had before during during the Trump years. I mean, that's that, that's math. That, that that's just a fact. And so, therefore, we are no longer energy independent. Therefore, we are under the control, more or less, as far as prices go, of the world of of the world marketplace led by OPEC. And yes. It is subject to the disruptions caused by geopolitical events, such as of Vladimir Putin's horrible invasion of the Ukraine. So we screwed up, and that screw-up has caused, uh, caused gasoline prices, fuel prices, natural gas prices to skyrocket, and interest rates aren't going to fix that. And, 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 and gasoline and energy is the number one cause of inflation for fertilizer, for transportation, for manufacturing, for businesses. Every business I go into talks about how high natural gas prices are and how it's killing them and how they reverted, inverted to um, natural gas to save money. Now it's costing them all kinds of money. So I wrote this article stating that we're just we're not doing the things we're going we're to have high interest rates, which put us into a recession, and we're still going to have inflation was, was the point of my article, because what level of interest rates is going to stop people from, from driving their car to work or their kids to the ball field? Right. So, so I really think these geniuses are uh, are making some 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 profound mistakes. Okay. Well, I, I'm curious to know what, as a, a Republican, you would recommend we do about those issues, especially if the Republicans get control of the House and Senate after the midterms. Why don't you have a plan? Well, well, sure, there's a plan. And and the thing is, this I mean, a couple of years back, we we had the plan. It was it was first of all. Spending. Now, I'm not saying under the Trump years we uh, didn't spend, and we certainly did for COVID, but the spending is, it, we're tripling down on it, quadrupling down on it. We've got to rein in the spending. Every bill they passed was two or three times too high. When you have too many dollars chasing too few goods, um, that's what causes inflation. And, and the Fed has a responsibility there, too. At least they stopped their stimulus. But the, but, but the Biden Democrats have not. I mean, every darn bill that comes across, they want they want to spend more. So we got to rein in the spending. We need to unleash. Probably heard this before. American energy. We need to lower some of the regulations. We need to allow more permits. The Biden administration issues no permits during um, uh, Obama's first two years. They issued like 950 permits. You know how many Biden has issued so far? Four. They're, they're shutting down the industry, and then. And then on top of that, they have all kinds of warnings and threats, and this is factual as well, and ESG requirements, environmental, social, you know, requirements in government for, for investment in, in the energy industry. 
telling them you better keep your carbon footprint uh, minimal or else. So they're hesitant to invest in, in um, domestic energy. So that's what that's what's killing us. Uh, all all uh, you know th- those 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 two or three uh, items there: regulation, spending, and then the threat of taxes. You know, in their Inflation Reduction Act, which of course was a joke. I mean, you know, Inflation Reduction Act was something that's going to actually increase inflation. They would, they, why that was even worse than their previous spending bills, the Rescue Act and all, because it actually had taxes in it, taxes on energy. Taxes on energy, as we're trying to bring down domestic energy prices. And you know what? You know what's interesting when you tax our energy? You make, you make foreign energy more competitive because we're not taxing them. So that they're really making some profound, glaring errors that is simply a cause and effect to the inflation we're dealing with, uh, the rattling of the stock market. Uh, we, we hit $31 trillion in, uh, in, in uh, uh, debt uh, through the deficit spending. And, and you know what else is sad people are going to be, be aware of? Because of the higher interest rates, we're now the service on the debt is something like $150 billion more annually, $150 billion more annually than it was before because of these higher interest rates, which are supposed to curb inflation. So yeah, we can we can do a lot. To, we we need to pretty much reverse what the Biden Democrats are doing right now, and that's why we need to win the House. And Dr. Oz needs to win in the Senate. Fair enough. And you talked about cutting back spending, which is certainly something that's near and dear to my heart. But on the other hand, we have yesterday the president's down in Florida with Governor DeSantis, and they're talking about spending untold billions of dollars to help Floridians uh, rebuild when they have chosen, in fact, to live in an area that is prone to kind of natural disasters. How do we equate this? How do we balance it out, helping people and then at the same time encouraging them not to live in places where we, we need to bail them out? I, th- yeah, I think it's the same way you balance your, 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 your own household budgets. I mean, if it was the Mississippi uh, overflow or uh, uh, floods, we'd be, do- we'd be doing largely the same thing. Uh, look, we have to be ready for emergencies. We also have to be worried for work. We have to be prepared for other uh, geopolitical events, problems like the Ukraine. I voted for the money for the Ukraine. I mean, what's happening there is genocide. It's a disaster. It's war crimes. It's like it, it's like Hitler in 1937. Putin's, in, in my view, pretty pretty well out of his mind, and and and, and it needs to be stopped. And the Ukrainians are standing up, so you need to be ready for emergencies, just like you would in, in your household budget. But we have to allocate properly. I mean, when they did this rescue act, all they wanted was money in their coffers to use by executive privilege. That's all that was done. Most of that money hasn't been spent. That was 1.3 trillion dollars. We're not talking about five, six, eight, or nine, which, by the way, was real money just four years ago when I entered Congress. I mean, that's serious money in itself. But we we have to allocate properly. And it has to go towards a return on investment. Like, for instance, the controversial bill was the CHIPS bill, right, bringing semiconductor plants. But you know right now there's an estimate that there's going to be, because of that bill, an additional $100 billion in building semiconductors and CHIPS in the USA? And anybody will tell you that's a national security issue. Ninety percent of the chips, ninety-four percent of the uh, semiconductors, which are in everything—the phone I'm talking on, the car you drive, the tractor the farmer uses—you name it—is is, is in those products. And um, you know, if, if China blockaded Taiwan, 
we wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to talk to each other if we uh, when we need a phone. So we we have to allocate properly, and it has to be towards strengthening America. Everything that we do needs to be about strengthening America. You know, and these entitlements are, are wildly excessive that that went out. You know, I'm sorry if pe- if people have a problem with that, but you know, if you you put too much of that out there, there's too much consumer uh, spending, which occurred last year anyway, and. Um, and we have workforce issues. And you're not here to tell us that Republicans haven't been part of the stimulus overspending, uh, Trump administration deficit, budget deficits, and national debt grew and grew, and you voted for a lot of these. So you're, you're Yeah, but during COVID. I voted for it during COVID. Yeah, $5 trillion, because everybody was saying we were going to go into a depression. So, But that didn't mean we had to do it again when COVID was over, which is what Biden and the Democrats did. Uh, in 2021, I I don't think That's it was over we last year. Back. I don't think it was over last year. But let me ask you this: what? This is sort of a bigger... about the last eighteen months, almost five trillion dollars. Right. Yeah. There's no argument that Republicans are, are part of the issue. There's just it's we're, common, we're, it's we're common, right. I agree. In common but, sense, uh, let me ask you this: You and Congressman Keller both do this. You use your office and the largesse of your outreach and information to do op-eds and to to diss the Biden administration wherever possible. In what way is is partisan bick? fair game for taxpayers to fund to participate in that why why should we pay for that well here's the thing you know I I do believe and my brand if you will or whatever I'm not I'm not the guy yelling from the rooftops all right I want to be a business I'm a business person I want to be a problem solver I believe to to focus on outcomes and check your ego at the door and check your ideology at the door as well um, nevertheless I mean, you know, uh, you know, criticizing uh, opposing policy views and policy actions. I mean, you know, that's been going on since Adams and Hamilton, uh, Lincoln and the radical Republicans, and and the Democrats. I mean, FDR had such feuds even with his own party and and the other branches of government. He wanted to stack the court in order to get get through what he wanted. So, but but yeah, I, I agree. With the the, uh, t- the temperature needs to be brought down. It should not be personal, uh, and it should be a policy discussion. But look at the policy. Come on, you know I, when when you have Secretary Mayorkas, I go have a meeting with him, and he tells me the border, the southern border, is secure. Okay, the man tells me that to my <laughs> okay. face. Right. Well, somewhere between open and secure is is where the truth lies. So neither neither were true. Okay. Well, there was an interview. Forgive me, but on your topic, there mm-hmm. was an interview where Mayorkas apparently said there are people inside the administration of the White House who are very big uh, on the immigration issue, and they don't want the border closed. And Mayorkas said they're hamstringing him. That was on the news this morning. You have any comment about that? Well, I didn't see that, but at least now he's being honest, and I guarantee you he's being hamstrung. But I said to him in this meeting, it's your due. Do you take it to the president and say, Mr. President, if you lift Title 42, it will make my job, the results of my job, 50% worse? Are you telling him that, Secretary? Because he, he was saying how title, lifting Title 42 was out of his uh, jurisdiction. Not out of his jurisdiction if it if it affects his job outcome. And he didn't have much of an answer to that. I also asked him why we weren't at war, literal war with the with the drug cartels that are killing a hundred thousand Americans a year. Okay, and you know what he did? He looked at me, sort of looked up in the air and jotted it down. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Another question. You've been a big President Trump supporter all along. His stock is plummeting. Are you starting to eye another presidential candidate, perhaps yourself, who is somebody who would be a great choice in 2024? You know, we had one, in my view is we had one dud in 2016, another one in 2020. Uh, let's look to 2024 to get somebody who's really a common sense, middle of the road, moderate, maybe somebody with business experience, maybe somebody that's been to Shemokin and knows how to do revival. Are you, <laughs> tell me about the Republican candidates you're talking about in 2024. Are you, are you suggesting Kurt Mosser or John Gordon should be running for president? Sure, well, uh, they would be. Well, they'd be great candidates. I don't know if they could get you elected. You know what? I, I, I agree. I think they would. Um, I, it's, it's about policy, right? I'm about the plan. I'm about the business plan. I'm gonna, I am going to look at who we're going to run after the 22 elections, which are fast approaching, and Hopefully, again, we win the House and, and all. And then we look at what the policy plans are. But then you also got to look at what the individual's record is on getting things done, right? Their ability to, because it's more than just having a plan. You got to be able to manage and execute and, uh, and get along with the Congress. I mean, you got to have that ability um, and have them not hate you. Uh, so as they uh, truly do work with you or at least compromise and negotiate with you, because we've got the strength in America it is crucial. Um, uh, you know, we, we got the threats of China. We got all kinds of worldwide threats. I have, I'm on the Foreign Affairs Committee. I have traveled around the, the world a little bit. The, the other uh, uh, free loving countries, if you will, want America to be strong, need America to be strong. So we got it. I want the president that's going to uh, follow our Constitution, assure our constitutional freedoms. I mean, that's, that's really so very important. You know, uh, do things, have a plan based on the priorities and values of the people, and uh, and and have a very good um, sense of um, be be in touch uh, re- related to uh, national security, the strength of our military, domestic energy, things mentioned, border security, and make sure that we have the most competitive, and thriving economy in the world. It can be done, and you don't do it by raising taxes. You raise taxes, you make American businesses less competitive versus. Versus other countries, that's a that's it's a competitive world out there. We need to be the most competitive, and the the, the person who lays that out is uh, is definitely who I'm going to be for. Well, Dan, we're in the middle of a political debate right now, and it's gotten particularly ugly in the race between uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman and Dr. Oz. The spots that are running now basically say Oz has built people out of millions of dollars, even fake cures. There's some thir- strange, it's true. strange thing growing out of Fetterman's neck and his health issues. You know, is this, this the way we're going to be going politically from now on? We're not going to talk about the issues. We're just going to talk about people's physical disabilities and their past actions <laughs> what else you know, do you have to I mean, go on? i don't know yeah, a lot of this you know you got some smart people like dr oz is a really smart guy gotten to know him very well i think he's very sincere i think he's honest i think he will do the things he says he will do in the senate and i think it's very important that we reverse course fetterman of course is very 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 left-wing and will will enhance what i consider to be the negatives of what what is happening now more spending um, assault on, you know, he, he said, he said, Fetterman said that fracking was a stain on the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's things like that. He believes in a larger, bigger, bigger government, less military. It's, it's really reverse of so many things that, that I believe in and Dr. Oz believes in. So, and that have proven to work. Um, yeah, it, it is ugly. Uh, but I will tell you this. I mean, if you look at a, somebody's record, I mean, the only thing you truly know is somebody's record. 
And if you look at Dr. Oz's record of what the man has done over his years, be a doctor, business person, um, uh, other 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 things, um, and what he what he plans to do, uh, and the more you know. I look at this campaign that the more you know about Dr. Oz, the more you'll realize he'll make a, a, a good, strong, caring uh, U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania. And the more you know about Fetterman, you say, I don't think that person uh, is going to do the things we want him to do. He's not going to improve my life. And, uh, you know, he certainly doesn't, uh, doesn't appear that he's, he's ready for, uh, for the U.S. Senate. Sorry, you know. All right, and okay. if you need some fat burning yep. oil, he's got the stuff. So <laughs> really, you can't you can't beat that. Oh, well, uh, no, uh, no I, I know what you mean. Dr. Look, Oz. I don't know what some of those years, but he did a lot of other things. He invented things for, for he was, he's a doctor. He invented things for for hearts. He's he made he's made his money that way. But um, look, I'm 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 going off of what I believe he is about. He's a, he, his plan is a winning plan. And he's going to put Pennsylvania first, meaning meaning Oz. So I, I think there's a very, very clear choice here. And well, and the left um, forget the left forgets close. that he was uh, the left forgets that he was uh, the darling of Oprah Winfrey. I mean, she called him America's right. doctor. You know, so <laughs> right. that's not sealing the deal, Doe. Sorry, <laughs> Congressman. Thank you so much. Do come and visit us in person anytime, and uh, we'd love to see you back in the studios. And uh, please stay in touch. Yeah, guys, I greatly appreciate it. And, you know, just regarding Shemokin, go Shemokin. Really on the move. <laughs> yeah, the Indians we'll, are we'll talk about that next time, from art galleries to restaurants. I mean, from the AOAA, you know, the anthracite uh, adventure area. Some cool stuff going on. So Amen, uh, maybe I'll see, I'll see you down Exciting there. Exciting stuff. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, hey. U.S. Congressman Dan Muser. Thank, thank you, sir. You. Thank you, Congressman Muser, 9th District from Dallas, Pennsylvania.